0: After all, the museum was founded in 1908 in the middle of all this as the Japanese Governor General's Museum. <laughs> The fact that the ancestor of today's museum belonged to the governor-general is important to the story of these objects, which may have been lost otherwise. Mr. Lee says the reason they're in the museum's collection in the first place is that the Japanese colonial authorities deposited copies of all sorts of documents, posters, medals, and other memorabilia in the museum's archives. This weekend, as a big new exhibit opens, these objects are finally coming out of those archives to be presented to the public again, and a small corner with the objects we talked about today will remind Taiwan of the old foot-binding practice and make us think about what things we do today that may equally shock future generations. I am Curious John, and I'll
1: see you again next week.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight.
3: Welcome to In the Spotlight, I'm Shirley Lin. Aline Bai is a project manager at American company Megatrend Bios Company. She graduated from Minchuan University, which is like the closest university to RTI, just four years ago with a major in business management. She was in China for three years working for Foxconn, yep, yeah, Foxconn, Taiwan's multinational electronics contract manufacturer company. It sounded like she had a monotonous life uh, those three years because, uh, you know, she was working in the suburbs and being a city woman that she is. She said it took her to commute an hour to get into the city. So she said it was a good thing that she took up salsa dancing while there. Then she came back to Taiwan and it's been a year now. But I was actually more interested in why she became an environmentalist, a minimalist and a vegetarian. Well, last week, she told me that it all happened from a photo she took when she was on vacation in Bali, Bali, Indonesia. It was of a beautiful sunset, but then her friend asked her what were all those spots on the beach. They turned out to be plastic trash. Her friend thought that they were birds. So she then became aware of how human beings are very selfish, you know, and creating all that trash. Well, even after she went surfing there, she was coming out of the water, she felt this film of something clinging to her body. She thought it was jellyfish, but it turned out to be all the plastic trash on the surface of the water. So she decided that she was going to organize a beach cleanup. And uh, she did that in Hong Kong because Hong Kong was very close to Shenzhen, China, where she was working. She then also organized another beach cleanup when she came back to Taiwan. She did it on Mother's Day because she said that we call Earth Mother Earth, right? So 60 to 70 people showed up for the beach cleanup um, after seeing her post on Facebook. And she was really pleased with that. And she even got to make new friends with these people. Then she also saw these families with kids on the beach So she got an idea that she's going to start this environmental awareness from little children, from students, from little kids. So she's thinking of approaching teachers at elementary schools with her idea. Then she became a minimalist because of a movie called Into the Wild. It's a movie based on a true story about a guy who sold everything that he had and bought a van and went to Alaska to live in the wild. So from the movie, Eileen decided to live simply by starting from her room. She threw things away, threw things that she seldom used and threw them away, or she gave away to some friends. But today, we're going to begin with what I would do or not do if I were to become a minimalist. Except, you know, I'm a terrible person because I think that's such a hassle. Yeah, Having to think about like, if I were to just throw everything that I don't need anymore, just throw them away. Yeah. But you would think of like, you know, or maybe somebody else would benefit from this. So let me yeah. think of like who to and then but then you have to think it out like who I can I can give this to Mimi, I can give this to Mary, I can give this to Eileen I can give this just this and then you have to find a person and then give it to them and I think that's a big hassle
4: (laughs) No, no. I think that's too much Uh, of a
3: hassle so I'll probably just throw everything away (laughs) without thinking of like who might benefit from this thing
4: yeah (laughs) but I don't know just for for example if you're like you're you're having all these like clothes and stuff you can just put it to those like recycle yes recycling bin for for, uh, second hand clothes clothes. yeah 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 or maybe if you're like if you still have some stuff that is uh, rather new but you are not going to wear it so you can just think of like some of your friends that they yeah might suit this oh, whatever okay. dress or whatever maybe at their next birthday they a yeah. birthday gift for them or something um, i'm not sure <laughs> i'm not sure if they would like it. like 2nd oh, really? secondhand stuff but, no, but you yeah. said that
3: it was like new i'm talking yeah about,
4: oh, if it's new that yeah new, yeah, then yeah, you've never yeah something you've never worn yeah, yeah.
3: okay so mm-hmm. um and how did you feel when you started minimalizing everything in your room?
4: I think it it just makes me feel very good that it's it's yeah. So it's there, are not so many stuff. So it's very organized. Yeah, and, that's true. And yeah, and when you like went back to your room and then you just like sit there and say, oh okay, yeah, you feel good about yeah, your room. you feel good and yeah, and yeah, you're happy. yeah, and you feel good about yourself. Like oh uh, yeah, because you don't really need all these um things to make you happy. Oh. Yeah. 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 Okay.
3: Well, I'm not that kind of person <laughs> although I buy a lot of clothes. Mm. And bags yeah. and shoes.
4: <sighs> <laughs> no, it's just yeah, it's you just know, like different.
3: You know, something about yeah. women. Always, you always feel like there's you're lacking one piece of clothing. Yeah. So you keep buying. You know, even though I told myself okay I said this is it this is the last one I'm ever gonna buy yeah but then it was never the last mm-hmm. you know sometime later I go through these shopping spurts yeah you know and and then all of this craving and then I would start shopping again yeah and I, and I would feel bad and then just hate myself and mm. and thinking like okay this is it this is the last piece of clothing yeah. But I've already given up on that kind of thought okay. because it's just it never worked. It never worked. <laughs> now I feel like I really have too many clothes and I don't know what to do with them, you know. Okay. Anyway, but the thing is that mm. that's you 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 shouldn't be only just doing being a minimalist yourself. Mm. I mean, as a minimalist, I think you should try to spread the influence. Yeah. So apparently you really helped your parents' house yeah. in some ways. How how did that happen? You want to go through the
4: tell process. us you know just
3: yeah what happened yeah. and and especially when you really don't know how your parents will react or yeah. this other person would react mm. with what you're doing to their house right yeah so yeah what 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 happened i mean how did you have that boldness to make a change um, with at your parents place
4: yeah so like for me i always have this thought like you cannot change people but you can only like you the only person that you can change is yourself so and you always have to lead by doing it yourself otherwise people will think that ah you're not doing it like then why why are you judging us yeah. to do that or right. whatever so yeah so i just started by myself mm. i started by myself so like i started to clean my stuff and then i started to clean like those those places that is um like um for everyone's, I don't know, like, mutual... Uh, like, the public place oh, oh, or whatever? Oh, the communal place yeah, yeah, or commun- something? Yeah, yeah, a- Communal like. area. Communal area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went... Yeah, I starting to do this, like, little by little. And then people will be, like, my mom or my sister, they will be aware, like, oh, even she is starting to do that. Like, and... <laughs> I know, it's some kind of, like, a peer pressure. Huh? <laughs> but, but the thing yeah. is that mm-hmm. before
3: you started making the first move, did you ask yeah. your mom and your or your dad...
4: Can I throw this away? Can I? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You so, did. I, yeah, I was like, uh, I don't think like we're using this anymore. So, uh-huh. can we just I don't know? Can we just throw this away so that it's just like we'll have more space? space? Yeah. Oh, and it's a good thing your parents didn't oppose what yeah. you were doing because
3: some other parents might get all hysterical and like, "How could you even think about throwing that away or something?" Yeah. So, but. actually, you have to be very careful what thing you choose to throw away, right yeah, because some could be a family heirloom or it could be something really precious to them, yeah, 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 that you don't know about, maybe there's a you know a background story to it, so you'd be very careful though, yeah, all right, so were there any things that they'd said, no, sorry, you can't throw that away,
4: mm. So, um, my dad, he really likes to keep all these, like, karaoke stuff. <laughs> karaoke stuff? Yeah, karaoke stuff. He's like, yeah, but it's not really useful. So, yeah, so I would just, like, tell him that, yeah, we're not using this anymore. So, can we just throw this away? <laughs> and, yeah, and he's... He, it's, yeah, he gave the big sign. Yeah. And then? And then... He said, okay. I, Reluctantly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're listening to "In the Spotlight" with Shirley Lin. They used
3: to sing a lot, right? They yeah. love singing, but then they weren't doing that anymore. But,
4: but um, yeah, and it's like those are those are quite damaged already. Oh, they're, so they're already they're, yeah, they're broken. Yeah, they're broken. And he just thought that. Like, I will, pr- I will fix it. Oh, yeah, he, I then will fix it one Bring day. it to the yeah. repair shop. <laughs> and I say, you're not using it. why are you keeping this oh
3: this is very funny this is a good example wow i see i see yeah you know how am i going to help my husband because he's the one who likes to keep things you know yeah like for example i guess i can't do anything with the uh these vinyl records Mm. heijiao Heijiao. vinyl Uh, records uh, uh. he has uh, like two cases of them wow well i'm sure i shouldn't touch them right yeah. yeah, they're precious to him. Uh, People are saying that you can try to, you know, sell them online, but yeah, he's, he's not doing it. He won't do it himself. He's okay. going to have somebody else help him do it. But I don't think he wants to do it either because he, he just, wants he wants to keep them. Keep yeah. it like a memory. Yeah. So, uh, well, okay. So that's two cases, all right? Yeah. Two boxes of it. Yeah. Anyway, can't do anything about that. Okay. Well, let's turn to you becoming vegetarian. Okay. I mean, what, Yeah. what made, do you decide... To to do that
4: It's also like From one of these Also from the beach cleanup Oh Yeah So it just made me think People doing this beach cleanup Has like With different kind of thoughts Like Mm -hmm. maybe some people They just wanted to Clean for the earth Some people They wanted to I don't know Like just different kind of thoughts So for me I just thought like Maybe Like Cleaning all these garbage would also help, like, save these, like, fish or whatever. Because if they eat these stuff, and eventually they will die because of it and stuff like that. So, yeah. So, this is also one of the reasons that, like, I was like, okay, maybe if I don't want to kill them by that, then I shouldn't kill them by eating them. I see. Yeah.
3: Wow, people do have different thoughts about why they become vegetarian now. You made me realize or become a minimalist. Okay. Yeah. And then, so, yeah. So you don't want to eat anything that kills an animal or fish or... Now you make me feel bad. <laughs>
4: I'm sorry, I didn't <laughs> it's like kidding. everyone has like different yeah, yeah, just different kind of thoughts. So it's Aww. it's just, just my thought. And also like there are a lot of documentaries talking about like how veganism or like vegetarian helps mm. you with your with your um, I don't know, body or whatever. Yeah, that being yeah. vegetarian is
3: better than yeah, being a meat eater. Yeah. It's better for your health.
4: Yeah. Yes. So yes.
3: I do agree mm. with that. Um, I mean, I, I would choose vegetable over meat if I have a choice. But if I have a meat dish and I don't see any vegetables, I don't feel good. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like I at least have to be something green. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I was thinking that if I were to be a part of a beach cleanup project, I would only be thinking about, because I've seen all these documentaries where, you know, the most famous one is probably uh, the sea turtle with a straw stuck yeah. in its nose. Right? Yeah. And I think that's terrible. And I'll be thinking like, yeah, I want to, So that none of these animals get, you know, get hurt or get killed. But then you're right. By eating them, I'm killing them too.
4: Yeah. (gasps) It's it's like a different different way of thinking. So yeah.
3: yeah. Oh so it started from that, from beach kingdom. So it made you decide to okay, to become vegetarian. Okay. Well, I think that's all great, you know. Now you've got Besides being a project manager at American Megatrend, you're also a minimalist. You've got three other titles. Yeah. <laughs> minimalist slash vegetarian slash, what was the one? Yeah. Environmentalist. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it seems like, you know, you're coming back to town for a year now, and you started working on this company in just three months, you yeah, say. Yeah, just three months. But actually, mostly of what's on your mind is all these this three other titles. Yeah. Or rather two, or maybe one, uh, the... Uh, environmentalist. Yeah, yeah, So you really want to do something for the environment. Yeah. This is something that's really, really more on your mind than your current job. Yeah. I know it's still in a thinking process, mm. but um, I wish you much luck in what you're doing because what you're doing is definitely good. Yeah. It's, it's 100% good. There's nothing bad about it. So I think you should go for it. Yeah. I know it's going to be tough for you, mm. um, you know, starting on your own. But if you were to be able to get a team together, People with the same mindset, I think something can be done and can it make a difference. Yeah. I think for us human, we have to start believing that we can make a difference.
4: Because
3: mm. people say, oh, this world is so huge. I mean, I'm just only one person. But actually, we have to start believing that we can make a change Yeah. Uh, uh, on the world. Yes. So let's work on this together. Let's put our effort into it. And yeah. believing In Uh, what you know, what you believe in. Really just believing it and not give up. Good mm -hmm. luck with that part. Thank you. I think it's (laughs) great. You you're definitely going the right direction. I hope that you will be able to find like minded people and really start something and and then who knows next time I'll get you to come in here and talk about this big project that really is changing the world. Okay. 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 We can start with changing Taiwan. Yeah. Then it will be eventually changing the world. Good luck. (laughs) Thank All you. Right. Thank you so much Eileen. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you for sharing your life and you yeah. know the changes in your life. Hopefully it will be an inspiration to me and also to the people that are listening in on the program. Okay. Thank you Eileen. Thank you.
1: Classic shorts. Poems and stories from Chinese literature.
5: Hello and welcome to Classic Shorts, I'm Natalie So. Today we're going to hear from one of the most famous men of the arts and letters in the Tang Dynasty, Wang Wei. Wang was a painter, writer, poet, musician, and politician. Twenty-nine of his poems are included in the prominent 300 Poems. His beautiful poetry and pipa playing made him a very popular man in the royal court. His first appointment in the court was as court musician, or deputy master of music. People said his poems have a painting in them, while his paintings are like poetry. Today, we read some of his most famous five-character poems. These are poems of four lines, with each line composed of five Chinese characters. The first one is called In a Retreat Among Bamboos by Wang Wei. leaning alone in the close bamboos i'm playing my lute and humming a song too softly for anyone to hear except my comrade the bright moon this poem is called A Parting. Friend, I've watched you down the mountain, till now in the dark I close my thatched door. Grasses return again, green in the spring, but oh my prince of friends, do you? character poem by Wang Wei called One-Hearted When those red berries come in springtime flushing on your southland branches take home an armful for my sake as a symbol of our love The last poem for the day is called Lines. You have come from my old country. Tell me what has happened there. Was the plum when you passed my silken window opening its first cold blossom? Those are some of the great Tang Dynasty poet Wang Wei's five character poems collected in the prominent 300 Tang poems. Thanks for tuning in to Classic Shorts. I'm Natalie So.
1: to news playlist. We've queued up some of the most interesting reports for you brought to you by Radio Taiwan International.
6: Welcome to News Playlist. I'm Paula Chow, the program host. Amid increasing tensions with China, Taiwan's military has revealed a new generation of missiles with far larger ranges than previous ones. It's part of a plan to more effectively deter an attack from across the strait.
2: Rock music plays as a fighter jet soars into the sky to intercept a Chinese attack. Taiwan's defense ministry is showing off its capabilities in a new training video on Facebook. But China's military has grown considerably in strength in recent years. That's why Taiwan has asked its missile manufacturers to step up their game. The range of Taiwan's Thunderbolt 2000 rockets has gone from 45 to 300 kilometers. The 10,000 Sword rocket has doubled its limit to 400 kilometers. The Brave Winds 2E Cruise missile can now fly up to 1,000 kilometers, and two previously secret missiles both have four digit ranges. Defense Committee member Luo Dung is impressed. He said both the Defense Ministry and National Zhongshan Institute of Science and Technology are helping to deter a Chinese attack. Law says he has no comment on these particular weapons, but he reiterates the importance of providing an effective military deterrent. Last year, the U.S. sold Taiwan High Mars rocket launchers, Harpoon anti-ship missiles and extended-range land attack missiles. Those will be arriving soon. Authorities hope that means China will think twice before coming this way. Stash Butler, RTI News. Check out
6: how one man tried to cure his fear of heights by paragliding in Taiwan.
5: It ain't pretty. This is Chen yue and he's afraid of heights. He tried to overcome his fear by paragliding. He got a great view, but he didn't seem to enjoy it. And the experience didn't really help him overcome his fears either. Covering his eyes didn't help. Good thing the coach was with him all the way. Does he want to try this again? No way, he says. Boy, was he relieved when he landed. He said he was weak all over and thanked the coach profusely for getting him through. Coach Lin said Chen's afraid of heights and was brave to take on the challenge. So they took it slow. Paragliding isn't for everyone. You need to make sure, first, that your body can take it. Don't go if you have heart problems, epilepsy, or have recently been injured or had surgery. And make sure you wear comfortable clothes and sports shoes. Make sure you're ready to fly. Natalie So, RTI News.
6: Staff at a university in southern Taiwan was surprised by a rather unique visitor to their office on Thursday.
2: It may be winter vacation, but for one foremost macaque, there's no time to monkey about. A photo of the Taiwanese primate sitting solemn-faced behind a desk has gone viral on social media. It's even drawn some envious comments. One caption reads... Even this monkey's got a job while I sit here unemployed. The photo was taken at National Sun Yat-sen University in Kaohsiung. Senior Vice President Huang Yi Yao explains. He says someone forgot to close the office door and the monkey snuck in to steal food. The monkeys are completely harmless, he says. One student says he'd like to offer the monkey a full-time job. For well, most of the macaques often come looking for food on the university grounds. That's forced the university to install special windows to stop them climbing in. So next time a monkey comes looking for work, it'll have to sign in at reception first. Sash Butler, RTI News. This is News Playlist, a weekly rundown of some of the most interesting news reports
1: brought to you by RTI. Watch along on YouTube if you like, or close your eyes and enjoy these stories by way of sound.
6: It's rare to see snow in Taiwan, but recently Taiwan's mountains have seen sleet. That's because the island has been hit with yet another cold mass after several weeks of nice weather.
3: Sleet started to fall as a strong cold front hit He Huan Mountain in Nanto County, central Taiwan, right after the Lunar New Year holiday. When it started falling at 6 in the morning, it was still dark out and the mercury was down at minus 1 degrees Celsius. The ice pallets were the size of grains of rice. Visitors came to the mountains hoping to see rare snow, but since wintry weather of any kind is rare in Taiwan, they were just as excited to be met with sleet instead. Before noon, though, the sun showed itself and the sleet melted away quickly, leaving the roads slippery and wet. Authorities called for drivers to put snow chains on their car tires before heading up the mountains as a safety precaution. Shirley Lin, RTI News.
6: A string of recent research has shown the damage climate change and pollution are causing to Taiwan's marine environment. Thursday's new report by Greenpeace shows that sometimes the harmful things we put in the sea come back to bite us.
2: The Lunar New Year is almost upon us and it's time to start thinking about food. For most Taiwanese, seafood is an absolute must-have for New Year's Eve dinner. But eating microplastic particles? Less of a tradition. Many Taiwanese are unaware of the plastic pollution contaminating their seafood dishes. A new research project by Greenpeace shows that an average fish-eating Taiwanese consumes about 60 kilograms of seafood a year. That includes shellfish, mollusks and fish. Project leader Tang An says that adds up to about 16,000 microplastic particles. She says the amount of plastic Taiwanese people are consuming is shocking. To put it another way, 16,000 particles is equivalent to eating a disposable plastic straw. The plastic polluting Taiwan seafood contains a number of harmful substances. Microplastics tend to bind to toxic substances, Tang says. Research shows that those substances can interfere with the body's endocrine and immune system. Tang emphasizes that the fundamental solution is to reduce the amount of plastic in the environment. Taiwan should speed up its waste reduction policy, she says. It should also immediately place strict limits on disposable plastic items and promote reusable food and drink containers. In the end, she says, reducing the prevalence of single-use plastics is the only way to keep microplastics from polluting Taiwan's waters. Stash Butler, RTI News.
6: Taiwanese authorities are reporting a huge rise in the number of falling objects on public roads, and it's a real headache for road users and public officials alike.
2: Car parts, boxes, tires, falling objects are causing a safety nightmare on public highways. Public works official Herming Ting has seen it all. (laughs) He says live animals are the hardest to manage. They've even had to deal with cows wandering onto the highway. The first step is finding the owner. And the amount of trash on highways is increasing year on year. According to statistics, there were 42,000 pieces of trash found in 2017. That dropped by 1,000 in 2018 and again by 2,000 in 2019. But then that number soared last year by over 10,000. Police reports show a similar trend, with a rise of 4,000 last year. Per says discarded tires are a big problem. He says trucks sometimes use recycled tires that burst easily. Police think the rise may be down to better enforcement of the law. Also, more people are using dash cams to report dangerous incidents. Currently, authorities can fine offenders up to 640 US dollars. So to spare your wallet and keep everyone safe, it's best to check your things are fastened tight before hitting the road. Stash Butler, RTI News. And
6: that's all we have for this week's edition of News Playlist. For Radio Taiwan International, I'm Paula Chow.
1: What are those buttons on RTI's new website for?
3: Those are for Facebook, Twitter, and other social media. You can share RTI content with the click of a button.
1: You mean like this?
3: Yep, just like that. Visit english.rti.org.tw RTI,
1: exercise for your mind.
7: From Peru is one of the few agencies in the world who has three main sectors. First of all, exports from Peru to the world. Second one, tourism. And third one, that is the new one, investment. So we here in Taiwan, the commercial office of Peru see as well investment.
0: Hello and welcome to this week's On the Line brought to you by Radio Taiwan International. I'm Carlson Wong. Mr. Juan Luis Kuyang Ruiz, the director of the commercial office of Peru in Taipei, said his office has been promoting bilateral trade and exchanges between Taiwan and Peru. He said Peru is a great investment destination for Taiwanese, and surprisingly, many Taiwanese invest in the local hospitality industry. Right now, There is around 30 companies in Peru. To find out more, we are joined today by Mr. Juan Luis Cuyang Ruiz, the Director of Commercial Office of Peru in Taipei. (music) Peru, we all know, is very much strategically located and has abundant natural resources. So more than 30 Taiwanese uh, business people have invested in Peru. What is the main investment from all these Taiwanese business people?
7: Um, You know, the Taiwanese companies try to look uh, opportunities mainly in the ICT sector and also in plastic sector. And uh, for example, I remember Acer and Asus, they are in Peru. But also, for example, uh, logistic services are in Peru as well. So it's really good to know that many companies now, they can go to Peru and check more opportunities because Peru is a really country with many, many kind of, of thousands of of business opportunity for local companies Mm
0: -hmm. so not only uh ict plastic or logistic service but more much more than that and we also know that some taiwanese invest in hospitality industry for example like tourism and hotel industry can you talk about that
7: sure yes there is i think one company that's taiwanese who has an hotel there in peru in lima uh you know there is some advantage in tourists that we have like Peru that is natural because we have also machu Picchu that is that is one of the seven wonderful places that you have to visit in your life, and it is in Peru. but we have at least four or five places like Machu Picchu in Peru, and not much people know about it. Uh, we have Choquenquirao in Cusco, very near to, to Machu Picchu. We have Quellap in our jungle. We have Caral, that is the most antique uh, city in all America, with over 5,500 years before Christ. So all the hotels, all the, the uh, hospitality industry that we have in Peru, it's mainly focused on Western people. Mm. So it's not focused in Asian people. So it will be a really big advantage to have hotels with this kind of logic in the breakfast or in the room or with the design. So it will be a very big difference. And now, you know, with the pandemic, this is more opportunity because more hotels are trying to be sold or they are looking for another partner like a joint venture. OK, because the price of of the hotel decreased, you know, because of the pandemic. So you have to look the pandemic like like an opportunity. Yes, so it is, I think, an, an opportunity.
0: Reason. And what exactly. kind of investment do you hope to attract from Taiwan?
7: Mainly, I have to tell you that uh, we are from Peru. PROM Peru is the official agency for Promote Peru in the world. And PROM Peru is one of the few agencies in the world who has three main sectors. First of all, exports from Peru to the world. Second one, tourism. And third one, that is the new one, investment. So we here in Taiwan, the Commercial Office of Peru see as well investment. Investment in which sector? Every sector can increase the productive uh, or the capacity of production of the Peruvian companies. For example, Taiwan usually imports from Peru gen squid, mm-hmm. okay, and it's frozen. But when the product came to Taiwan, here Taiwan com- Taiwanese companies uh, transform the gen squid in snacks. So there's some companies, I mean local companies, who wants to go to Peru and make a joint venture and produce the snack in Peru and export not only to Taiwan, also to many to countries. Mm-hmm. You know, we have more than thirty-five, forty free trade agreement to the world. So we have free trade agreement with Japan, we have free trade agreement with Korea, with Australia, just in Asia. Okay, with Main China. So. These snacks could be exported to all those countries like a business. So this is the way that we can work together. <laughs> so the
0: snack is produced in Peru and then re-exported to different countries exactly. in the world.
7: This is one way because the machinery to do that has to be from here. So that's the business. Mm. Another example is about, for example, textiles. You know, Taiwan has very, very hard, very strong industry in textiles and garments. But, you know, Peru is a really big industry in textiles, mainly because we have the fiber. Not only fiber of alpaca, that is really high level. We have, we have alpaca, we have vicuña, but we have, of course, cotton, and many Taiwanese companies buy that. But imagine if you go to Peru, make a joint venture with a company who produces this product, but with, uh, we, we, we say that, a smart a a smart technology with the fiber that we Mm -hmm. don't have too much in Peru Mm -hmm. so it will be another big opportunity for local companies in Taiwan
0: You're listening to Underline brought to you by Radio Taiwan International I'm Carlson Wong and today I'm speaking with Mr. Juan Luis Kuyang Ruiz the director of the commercial office of Peru in Taipei Now, talking about textile, um, this is what I'm going to ask you, uh, Director. Uh, Peru in 2019 made the first shipment of the products to the Taiwanese market through cross-border yeah. e-commerce, uh, including chocolate and, of course, alpaca clothing, which I'm, is very important that you I'm mentioned. Goofy. And these are products that were imported to Taiwan. So are these also the regular products uh, which are exported
7: to Taiwan? No. That, that's a uh, really good question. Uh, you know, it's really interesting, Carson, because it is not my first time in Taiwan. I came from here from the first time in 2006. Mm-hmm. And when I was here, I came to a study e-business and e-commerce.
0: E-business and e-commerce.
7: Yeah. So that's the reason that when I came here, again, but like a director, I didn't know. I didn't expect that I will be the director here, and I am right now. So my dream was that. My dream was to open an e-commerce platform for Peruvian products. And we could do that in at the end of November of 2019. And what's really funny, because at that time I remember, even we made an event near um, 101, and I know, I have many doubts ab- about it, but I know that people here love alpacas, mm-hmm. but really love the animal. So we hired Five or six alpaca alives to go around one on one. Wow! <laughs> like a pet, like a dog. <laughs> and it's nice because you know it's not usual that uh-huh. that that some director could do that. But we really did it because we know we want to be different and we want to be really creative. And that's the reason. And when we opened the website, it is a so successful because now we we also sell the products not only by this platform. We also sell in other platforms, but also we sell on television. Mm -hmm. So, it's fantastic.
0: Here in Taiwan, on TV? Yes,
7: exactly. So, it's fantastic because, you know, these kind of products are not usual products that we import, that Taiwan import, you know, from Peru. the, The offer... It's really different. We usually export giant squid. We usually export uh, scallops or fish meal or copper or, for example, uh, fruits like like grapes or blueberries. Since yes. last year, yes. that is a really good product. Or spargos or or limay, like quinoa. Mm-hmm. Okay, but coffee, chocolates. Uh, Alpaca toys, alpaca garments, Charles. It wasn't usual before. But now the local people know about these pearls and they can check. When we export some pearls to Taiwan, it is really, really high level.
0: Yes, director Juan Luis Cuen Ruiz, you mentioned uh, some of the fishery products, uh, for example scallops and so on and so forth but I think people in Taiwan are also very much interested in Peruvian blueberries Can you talk about that?
7: Sure, you know uh, we could enter to Taiwan last year exactly since 15 or 30 um, September 30 from last year and we could enter with blueberries Uh, we were trying to negotiate to enter the blueberries many years ago, but I didn't understand why we couldn't enter to Taiwan Mm -hmm. with this. Uh, When I tried to talk with the people, you have to permit, you have to let Peru to enter with blueberries. Why? Because we are the first producer and exporter in the world. Mm -hmm. We are the largest producer exporter in the world. So, what will happen if we enter to Taiwan with blueberries? First of all, a box of blueberries, the price usual between 120 entries to 160 NT$. From other origins, if we enter with our blueberries, first of all, our blueberries is big one because the size is 14 to 16. That is not usual that people see before. Second one, if we enter to Taiwan with this, be sure that the common people in the street can buy or will buy this product because we are going to put down the price mm. because we are big producers. And we had exactly 50, 15 days to try to sell blueberries because our season ended. And we sell to Taiwan 25 to 30 containers by wow. sea. And you, if you go to Xuan Lien or Welcome or Jason's or whatever, or traditional market, the price was between $50 to 65 the expensive one. Mm-hmm. And other people can't try because, you know, blueberries for us is a superfood because of the high level of antioxidants that the product has. So it's a product who makes you feel better. In health, like quinoa, like maca, like mm. camu camu, like sacha inchi oil, that is produ- Peruvian products that you can find here in Taiwan, and as now too, sure, yes. And those products are good because this for your health, like coffee, like cocoa, for yes. example, like dark chocolates, mm-hmm. there are products that you can find in the market right now mm. that you couldn't find before three four years ago.
0: Yes, I think um, we can enjoy all these fine foods in Taiwan right now, like blueberries, like you know, and so on and so forth. And we we know that because um, Peru is is really. Um, a, a, a world of gourmet um, industry. In 2017, Bloomberg's where to go in 2017 and the New York Times chose uh, Cusco and Sacred Valley as must-sees in its 2017 travel list. In 2016, Peru was named the world's leading uh, culinary destination at the World Travel Awards for the fifth time. But also in 2019, Peru won the best Culinary Destination Award again. Now, tell us about the gastronomy in Peru. Uh,
7: You know, the main sport in Brazil is football. Yes. Okay. The main sport in Peru is gastronomy.
0: Mm -hmm.
7: So I think with this, we describe very well what happened with the gastronomy of Peru. And the reason that our gastronomy is good And sometimes could be awesome because of many rankings in the world that put Peru in the top. For example, in the best 50 restaurants in the world, we have three, always. Two of them are in the top 10, number six and number seven.
0: And that was the first part of our interview with the director of commercial office of Peru in Taipei, Mr. Juan Luis Quien Ruiz. And that's it for this week's Online brought to you by Radio Taiwan International. I'm Carlson Wong, thank you for listening as we intend to go bye.
1: Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw. Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In Southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kHz. In South Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. You can also email us at rti at rti.org.tw.